Hello and a warm welcome to the Scots and Us podcast from the American Scottish Foundation. My name is Jamie McGeechan and I'm so glad that you can join us for the new edition of the podcast as we spotlight the upcoming Edinburgh International Festival and Edinburgh Festival Fringe, two of Scotland's premier cultural events. On the podcast, we explore the history of the festivals and learn of the approaches to delivering the festivals this year, programming highlights and what festival goers can look forward to this year. First up, we're joining conversation by American Scottish Foundation President Camilla Hellman and Francesca Hedgie, Executive Director of the Edinburgh International Festival. Good morning, Francesca. I'm so grateful that you found a moment to join us today and to tell us about what's going to be happening um, at the festival this year. That's good. It's really good to be with you. <laughs> so, um, Francesca, the festival, in fact, began in 1947. And it came out of a time when you were lifting the spirits of everybody after the war. And I noticed in some remarks you made the other day how you lightened keeping this the festival going and making it happen in this difficult time was so important once again for similar reasons to bring us out of COVID. So could you talk to us about the history, how it's developed, and uh, how you're going to handle this year. Sure. Well, yes, you're right. The festival started in 1947, and it was the brainchild of a man called Rudolf Bing, who was a refugee, um, a German refugee, um, uh, who came over to to Scotland with the belief that um, through arts and culture and by experiencing something very beautiful that communities could come together and find commonality and understanding with each other and I think it really gave Edinburgh at that time um, a reason to celebrate. Uh, 1947 post-war was still very difficult times in the UK and lots of austerity and I think um, it really gave the city something to um, coalesce around and look forward and, and, and enjoy. So that was, the, that was the original festival that was um, an invitation only festival and that's remained the sort of idea behind the international festival all the way through. Um, and in that first festival, um, some of those local artists and theatre companies who weren't invited to take part decided that they were going to do something anyway and that's the origin of the fringe right. uh, because they were a fringe around the the original one so we've both grown up together over the last 70 something years um, and now work very happily together i'm pleased to say but that um that sort of essence of coming together after a period of real sort of difficulty and you know, trauma is something that I think it's very difficult not to see parallels in today, whereas we were coming out of, hopefully we're coming out of the pandemic and the real, you know, troubles that people have experienced in their professional and personal lives and the absence of communion that I think we've all felt over the last months and years as we've been all stuck at home working from home not being able to see our friends not being able to go to concerts or theatres um it's been a real miss you know a real loss so that's something that we're hoping to bring back this this year 
but you have so many disciplines that you go across. And I think that really came across to me last year when you went virtual. Um, and uh, um, so could you maybe give us some of the highlights that you're going to be doing? You've got three main hubs, as I understand it, and then some other places as well. But what, what can people be looking to see? It's not just theatre, it's also opera and different That's right. things that are happening. So, so I suppose what's different about the International Festival is that we are multi-genre. We, we, every year we put on shows that cross um, opera, theatre, music, both contemporary and classical music and dance as well. Um, so all of those you'll find this year in the festival in some way or another. The one that we're struggling with slightly is dance because of the necessary social distancing uh, measures that still have to be in place. So the repertoire around dance is a little bit challenging in, 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 <laughs> in, in that sense. But there will be dance online that you can see. So we've got some, some, some lovely things coming up. Uh, for that but um, yes otherwise you'll see opera so we've got Scottish opera with full staff happening at the festival theatre in music we have a really full and kind of broad um, classical music program we've got a really big contemporary music program and for the first time we've got a, a, a curated program around traditional music as well Scottish traditional music that's taking place in one of our venues as well so, so that's that's a sort of a new departure as well as um, as well as some uh, uh, theatre as, as well. Not not quite as much because it's a little bit difficult uh, to bring over companies this this year um, uh, because again because of the social distancing measures and the travel restrictions as well. And because of that, not all of us will probably be able to be in Scotland in August as we might like to be. Um, but will we be able to visit, uh, watch this online? Will this be streamed live or will it be after the event? And will there be a separate calendar that can we can keep our members and friends up to date with and they can check in on? Indeed. So if you go online to eif.co.uk, you'll be able to see the whole programme there. And there will be some live digital events that you can see and they're in the timeline, they're in the programme, so you can see them just as though they're another venue. And then on top of that, what we'll be doing is curating a programme of um, recorded events that we'll have throughout the festival. We can't unfortunately stream everything that we've got, um, but some real highlights in there we will we'll be putting out um, online as well. So you'll be able to see some, some of the really best parts of the festival. And they'll stay up a little bit after the festival as well. So if you don't quite catch, catch them during the week that they're on, you'll, you'll have a chance afterwards as well. Now I've got to ask you this, what are you looking forward to seeing the most? What's I think full stuff sounds wonderful, but um, and I, I'm I'm excited to hear that. But are there some other highlights that you are looking forward to seeing? So. Uh, some of the things I'm really looking forward to seeing is just I was just going through the program earlier actually, and just the, the number of fabulous women that we've got in the program this year is particularly strong. I think so. We've got you know we've got Rene Fleming, we've got Joyce De Donato, we've got Nicola Benedetti, we've got uh, Marin Olsop, we've got Nadine Shah, we've got the Unthanks. We've got so many so many great women in in the program this year. That, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. The strength of it. Um, and I must say that we would not be anything without our artistic 
our artists and um, our artistic community. And as you said, to see our community at large coming back together will be wonderful. I've been noticing that in everything and anything we've been doing the last few weeks. But last year, you did a wonderful project bringing people to the artists together called My Light Shines On. Mm -hmm. And the, this year, the real strength for the artists must be the fact that the festival is happening. I think that's right. I mean, you know, we were we were very proud of what happened last year with My Light Shines On. We were able to you know, give work to over 500 artists and creative art workers as part of that. I think this year we were so determined to come back and do something live, partly because of the, you know, we've all missed live performance, but also because of the role that the festival plays in the city and with Scotland. It's about providing confidence for artists and for the city and everybody that relies upon the festival to, to come back. So this year we've got over a thousand artists in the program and so just to be able to to say that we give work to that many people is just that that's what makes it feel good and that's what we're really be determined to be able to do this but i think also the idea of these wonderful outdoor spaces pavilions you're putting together perhaps that will be a trend going forward i mean to be um at the in the quad of the of edinburgh university is fantastic i mean in that setting i think that just adds to the whole romance of the festival too. I hope so. I mean, it'll be fascinating to see how audiences and artists react to being in those spaces because it's very, very different. We've been in our, our venues, you know, our traditional venues uh, for, for many, many years and we can't wait to go back into them. But I think it will definitely bring something different this year to, to the festival. And I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think one of the things we always sort of have to be slightly aware of is the, the weather in August in Edinburgh can be a little bit temperamental. So um, <laughs> I think <laughs> all I'd say is come, if you're coming, come with your raincoat as well. <laughs> and your blanket. And your, bla <laughs> and your blanket, yes, and your blanket. So just come prepared for everything, including the, a possible shower. <laughs> Thank you so much for finding some time to talk to us, Francesca. And if possible, we'll try to link up with you ahead of the festival to hear that last minute news. Um, but we're really excited to be uh, um, looking forward to August and to the festival. So it's the 7th to the 29th. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So thank you. And we're going to put up some details of how everybody can check in and find out about everything. Thanks. Excellent. Good. Well, I hope you managed to see some stuff you like online. <laughs> well. Okay. Good. Thank you. Thank you so much to Camilla Hellman and Francesca Hedgie for the conversation as we learned all about Edinburgh International Festival. And now time for some music. Ainsley Hamill is, in my opinion, one of Scotland's best-kept secrets, and she may not be a secret for much longer. Ainsley's album, Not Just Shipland, which was inspired by the stories and surroundings and unsung heroes of governing Glasgow, was a Guardian album of the week. Ainsley is an incredible talent who sings sometimes in Gaelic and sometimes in English, but always with great passion and soul. From Ainsley Hamill, this is Not Just Shipland. Salt water and said, Defile my head. 
darkness falls on the bridge Treading on concrete slabs running fingers over cracked paint On railings that divide People within nets of sin Tenements loom as darkness for the crows in. You'll never alone within these streets Cackles of girls and trackies and short skirts Blue and green, they're always seen on Saturday It's just the way it's always been It's not just Shepherdland. There's more to this Reverend She'll open her eyes and welcome your feet. Send your seats more than the boats that are made of steel. Ladies, roll the trolleys down the road. Messages for children's children, men's and tatties. It's always better the next day Her running by scuffed black clocks Slamming pavements hard Before it's too dark It's not just Shepherdland There's more to this river and land She'll open her arms and welcome your feel Turn your seats more than the boats that are made of steel At the corner of my eye the church lies in the night Reflections of times of the past on gravestones Sipping on their buckfire It's monks that make it, they'll say we're holier than you We're saving our sin and for a rainy day It's not just Shepherdland, there's more to this river land She'll open her arms and welcome your feel And send your seats more than the boats that are made of steel
the incredible talent that is Ainsley Hamill. To find out more about Ainsley, please visit her website, ainsleyhamill.com. That's A-I-N-S-L-E-Y-H-A-M-I-L-L.com. What an incredible talent. Such a delight. And now we're joining conversation with Camilla Hellman, President of the American Scottish Foundation, and Lindsay Jackson, Deputy CEO of the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. Good afternoon, Lindsay, uh, and thank you so much for t- carving out some time to speak to us today um, from the Edinburgh Fringe. You are just coming up to announcing the programme. Um, I know it's more challenging this year, but against where we were a year ago, this is fantastic. So can you bring us up to date on how we are looking for this year, Um, but also to start off perhaps by giving us a look back to 1947 and the first days of the Fringe. um, Good afternoon to you and thank you for having me. Um, A little time travel adventure, that would be a great Fringe show in and of itself. Um, Oh, so... 2020, we didn't have a festival uh, and that was devastating for everybody and that just wasn't an option for us this year. So we'll come back to 2021, but um, the fringe, uh, the 1947 fringe, which was um, uh, where eight companies who weren't um, programmed into the international festival decided to come to the city and present their work anyway in that original act of defiance that that birth the uh, not even just the Edinburgh Fringe but the concept of fringe festivals and fringe theatre and it's been at the heart of what the fringe stands for ever since it's all about there's no curatorial voice there's no director there's nobody who tells you that you can or can't bring your work to the festival if you've got a story to tell and a stage on which to tell it then Edinburgh is is yours and that principle which has been there from day one uh, has seen us through the last um, next year will be our 75th anniversary uh, and it's um, it's what makes the fringe particularly special and it, what, what makes it a particular joy to work for as well to be honest. But um, I've had a few companies that we've worked with who um, have been bringing productions across to you. And it's still, you know, it is an undertaking. They do need to, I want to make sure that our audience understands that they do need to plan. They can't just complain <laughs> and, and think that they're going to be able to perform quite. Um, you know, it, it, the fringe has developed into this mm. huge production I think you had over 3,000 productions in mm-hmm. 2019 and yeah it does take quite a lot so the enthusiasm and the spark and and let's put this together and go for it is there but um the it has it does have a formality to it in as much as they need to find yeah the I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, it really comes down to, the, and again, it's one of the best things about the festival is it really is about what you want to achieve out of it. So the thing that people, a lot of people don't really realise about the Fringe is, yes, it's this incredible meeting of um, artists and audiences and a chance to see work, but actually there's a huge marketplace that runs underneath it, equivalent to you know your Venice Biennale, your Cannes Film Festival, your South by Southwest. And the, the people, the artists that want to come because they know the Fringe is incredible for their career and could potentially get them to the next step those are the ones that that you know the um 
the the vim and vigor isn't going to get them far enough they have to do a huge amount of preparation and it does pay off but you're right it's an it's an enormous undertaking particularly for international companies and it's an enormous um financial risk at times which we we hope in many cases leads to a to a reward not necessarily immediately um but actually many artists get booking for multiple years um so there is it really comes down to what you want to do because actually there is a version of it where if you're a um a, a musician or an emerging comic or even an emerging um performance artist you could jump on a plane come to edinburgh do lots of open mic slots and you know do some bucket in the hat speeches do some street performance some busking and and have an incredible festival experience but also if you're looking for um international touring and a world-renowned agent that might not be the best approach so really it is about what you how you want to fringe that's the beauty of it is you can do it how you want to do it and there's a pathway for you and I think the thing is to experience the fringe oh, it's is so fantastic. So I mean, the energy in the city is just incredible. Um, it is incredibly busy, but I think you have it very well organized now. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, there is, though you have huge crowds, there is a way to eat and to enjoy and to get your tickets. And so the, the Edinburgh International is more of the senior curated formal situation, but there is this wonderful energy that you have to the fringe. And this year, how are you handling it? How We know that the program will be um, announced more formally at the beginning of July, in about two weeks time, but how, what are we looking at? Oh, um various different things and um, that also made me quite nostalgic I miss miss the uh the thrum and the feeling and the, there is nothing else in the world like it um you know I've, I've been to South by and I've been on 6th street at the point where all of the conferences converge and that feels like the nearest I ever got to it outside Edinburgh but it is it's so unique and it's partly unique because of the city like the, the the structure of Edinburgh that's built around the old volcano and the caves and the fact that you go down a hill but then you come out on top of a bridge and all of that like it's so unique to the to the geography of the place and 2021 we we're hopeful that there'll be some live stuff it is we are two weeks away from our first on sale it won't be all the shows it will just be those that are ready to go on sale the fringe is always in this rolling we don't have a you know a fixed program date or and that sort of stuff so more shows will come on as as the um the situation in the city changes in terms of covid regulations and distancing regulations but there is the spirit of the fringe will live on uh we're hopeful there'll definitely be some outdoor events that's i think that's pretty much guaranteed and now it just comes down to how many people can go and what distancing looks like and there'll be some energy the street performers are always in the city whether it's the festival or not there you can't stop them uh they, they're their streets and they own them and then maybe some indoor stuff if if covid restrictions and case rates and vaccinations and all of those perfect storm of things that we're currently dealing with if all of that comes together um, and then alongside that we've got we've got a lot of stuff that that's moving online and um, which is all about giving those artists an opportunity to meet audiences but also maintaining those really really important international connections and maintaining those really important conversations so the idea that you can be in the fringe but not in edinburgh that's quite new to us this year and and we 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 like that even though we are a live event and we want people to come to the city but i'm hoping it won't it won't feel the same it certainly won't um but i'm hoping that there is a spirit of the fringe and i'm quite excited by the fact that um 
you know the festival is busy and it and it takes it, it puts a lot of pressure on what is quite a small city we're only sort of you know half a million people the edinburgh residents will get to absolutely just revel in the festival it'll almost be like their festival again and i think that's 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 probably only ever going to happen this year and that's quite special um which is brilliant now last year there were some performances happening and you were doing a lot for the artists as well mm -hmm. yeah and that was very important because this is they have been so badly affected and so to see them able to do more this year is important but what you started last year um, in support of them had a wonderful reaction didn't it yeah, and I guess that when we when we looked at the the crisis that was in front of all of us, not just the fringe and the fringe society, you know, we 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 earn our living out of the festival that we deliver. We're not subsidised. We're not funded. If any of your um, listeners or watchers wish to contribute generously to the festival and the artists, then we would very much welcome that. Um, but we the the existential crisis that came with suddenly having how you earn your living made illegal essentially and um, we knew instantly that that we had we had priorities and they were we had to support artists in whatever way we could we had to support our international relationships and we had to look at how to build back for the future so with artists it was about giving them spaces to talk to one another to continue their professional development to meet and and engage with industry one of the things that was really successful last year and um, we'd always wanted to move into an online space but actually had never really had the guts to do it and it always been like like, oh it's really risky it's going to take ages and then covid happened and we were like uh oh we need to do this now which was putting um the opportunity for uh, industry people like tour bookers and programmers and festival managers putting that engagement platform online so that artists could showcase their work which means we had programmers hundreds of programmers from across the world looking at work also from across the world and making plans yes maybe for 21 and 22 but those artists were still able to make those connections and ultimately um, we we weren't able to give artists the opportunity to present their work live, but we were able to give them the opportunity to continue on their, their career pathways because the, the thing we definitely didn't want was to lose all that incredible talent just because because it's not their fault that they, that they can't earn a living doing the thing that, that they're brilliant at. So we just wanted to make them realize that there was still a structure and a network and a support system there for them and that uh, there were still audiences that wanted to talk to them and that was just really a key focus and is still a key focus what are we doing that supports artists to make work that audiences want to see because ultimately that's what we're all in it for right just artists and audiences coming together and having a great time and you um and it's multi-disciplined mm -hmm. i mean you've got wonderful comedy shows you've got the formal theatre, musicals, and uh, so it's across everything. I was so pleased this week to receive an email from 59 East 59th Street, New York, um, that their East Edinburgh Festival was going virtual this year, that they have nine plays that would Ooh. normally be coming across to you that they're going to be presenting in July. And I know that it keeps everything going because they're so keen to be back over with you they've been coming for many years now haven't they yeah and they they're a great example of the thing the things that people don't realize are really special and really um that are almost invisible to visitors of the fringe in the um 
it's it's kind of like having a baby it takes it takes a village and 59 east 59 are a community of of you know um i guess west coast based artists that come together and we come to, you know we'll come to new york and, and talk to artists and the community that want to share their information that want to help make that work happen um it's that sort of the, the fringe doesn't appear overnight and fringe artists don't appear overnight and it's not just what happens in, in edinburgh it's what happens wherever you're coming from it's about who gives you the the space to rehearse, who gives you the space to test work out on new audiences, who helps you collaborate with other artists that are coming over to make things like freight and all of that sort of stuff cheaper. It's these pockets of communities. Yeah. The Fringe is just made up of these communities of people and all feeding into one community. And it's um, it's the thing about it that keeps it quite fresh and quite relevant and keeps it quite um despite the more commercial elements of it and there's you know there are lots of very very successful and very um commercial elements to the fringe it keeps it quite grassroots and it keeps it embedded in artists and what artists want to do so i'm delightful to see them online because actually we know they it's not their fault they can't come here right it's it's yeah. it's covid's fault and and the ability yeah. to still connect and, and to make that work and for them to still be part of the fringe in some way um it's just it's just lovely and and the work that they do just in supporting artists to make the most of their fringe opportunity they're a really great example of of um of how that fringe community really corrals around one another to make the most of it it's brilliant and back the other way that was what was confusing me for a second is that the people they are a great incubator for productions from scotland coming across yeah to the uh, to new york and getting uh, a, a preview as it were before maybe a major production yeah um, I mean the Dundee rep has been working there many different co uh, companies have worked there taking their new work that they may have previewed in at the Edinburgh Fringe and then bringing it to New York to 59 East 59 so that shows the two-way traffic yeah. of this whole artistic mo moment so what as you get that secret view of all the planning what are you look can you give us any little hints of some of the things you're looking forward to um not specifics because it's <laughs> it's more it's literally more than my job's worth um my I, I as a fringe society employee i am impartial to the day that i die i love them all equally but what i am looking forward to um in the digital space is the opportunity to look at how people are responding to it as a medium rather than as just a, um, a flat screen through which to present their work. I, I, I'm really excited about things that are coming through that are made for this sort of interaction rather than, and I think that works very successful. And I also think that work has a future beyond, um, you know, as being forced into consuming everything via screen um, in person. I mean, I'm looking forward to anything that involves sitting next to somebody and hearing somebody other than my husband laugh, to be perfectly honest. But I'm, I'm looking forward to the um, the things I love most about the Fringe are those moments where, um, and I'm quite... Um, I'm quite sort of unselective about work. I will see, I'll, you know, try and consume as much as possible. And, you know, I flit across genre and I know what I like, but I also know that I'm willing to try most things. What I'm really looking forward to is that moment when you're sat in a play or a dance piece or a comedy or a music, music show or even a spoken word where you feel that everybody else around you feels the same. And there's that sort of free son of electricity that, that just 
that just feels like nothing else anywhere else. And, it, you know, it's the same. You can get it if you go to a football match and you, you join in on the stands. But it is that thing about sitting there and knowing that every single person in that room is in that moment with you and they feel exactly the same. And, God, I miss that so much, so much miss that feeling of connecting with people through uh, what we're seeing on the stage, like to the point where I'm starting to get all poetical and, and teary eyed about, like genuinely miss those moments of connection and those moments of, of of wonder we saw a show a few years ago which was a um a mime show and it was a very great mime show and he he had a great soundtrack that was all choreographed and it was he, he had a piece of chalk and he would draw things on the set and there was just there was a kid in the audience with the most infectious laugh like this kid just had one of those little kid laughs that just ripples and it was one of the most delightful 45 minutes of my life because everyone in that room's just energy and joy levels were through the roof because this little kid was like ah! And honestly, it was just like, it's one of those things, the, sh the show was great and the experience was great, but actually the thing that was most memorable was just the joy that this little kid's laughter brought to everybody else in the room. And you can't get that anywhere else but the live events. And God, I, I really, really do miss it actually. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to those minor shared moments of that, that pass with people that you don't even know that are only possible because you're, you're sharing the experience that an artist has chosen to put forward for you. Oh, that's, a, that's enough whimsy for me. <laughs> I think we, um, the one thing that does seem to have come from this is that we do perhaps appreciate things more. Mm. I know that I miss so many things. And when I do experience, um, so we did a small event where we were allowed to have uh, pipers, a group of five of them without having any marching around and dancers, but they couldn't have it. They had to use just the boom box <laughs> and not proper thing. You know, all these things, but it was still wonderful just to have them perform. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I have to ask you, just in closing, I ha do have to ask you, do people purchase a ticket in order to be able to experience the different things or do they how is this being done this year and then where can we put we want to put up some things at the end of this so people know where to go absolutely it is my favorite question uh, people people think the fringe um might operate like glastonbury like my mum was like how much is a ticket uh, the fringe is um all of the fringe society's job is to support artists so we sell tickets on their behalf so every ticket that you buy every donation that you make every digital event that you go to um all that money is going back to the artists so just it's not we're not a festival that's that that keeps box office revenue and that feeds our that's all going back to the artists so please buy me and donate generously if you are um, and they're they're all priced individually by what the artist um, and you can buy when we go on sale from the 1st of July with the first batch of shows and um, that you can just buy them on tickets.edfringe.com you can search through various criteria really encourage people especially if you're um, if you have types of artists that you like or or, or um, venues whose work you've admired in the past to you know check them out on social media check them out on sign up to their mailing list because they're all going to be pushing their their work much more in that way because they've got no way to fly you in the street and that sort of thing so um but usually i mean the average ticket price is 10 pounds in england what's that 
15 18 dollars yeah. in america so it's really it's a it's a really affordable festival and um you we we as i said we go on sale on the first of july and when we'll be going on sale with more shows as they become ready to be on sale each week after so um uh, in in the spirit of plugging things if you sign if you go to our website edfringe.com and sign up to our newsletter we'll just tell you when there's more shows and then you can go and browse and we've got some great web tools you can add things to your favorites you can schedule stuff you can and yeah and as i said every penny that um that are that all the ticket sales go directly to the artists and the companies and the venues and the producers that that make the work amazing and um yeah online and in person so that's how you do that I think this is wonderful to know that you're back. Thank you for all you've been doing to make this come together. We realize that it's so much more effort than it as we've all pivoted into these new ways. And um, we look forward to catching up with you again soon, um, perhaps just before the festival. Or, and we will keep feeding things into our, our different uh, lines of communication. We're so excited by this. It's so important. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I look, you're all very welcome in 2022. Uh, you can come stay at my house, all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Okay. Thank you so much. We'll Thank talk you. to you very soon. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Brilliant to find out all about the Edinburgh Festival Fringe there from Lindsay Jackson. Deputy CEO of the festival in conversation with Camilla Hillman. And now time for some more music. Sean Gray is a musician I've known and respected for many years. Hailing from Ayrshire in Scotland, Sean is an absolute talent. In this wonderful performance called Together at Home, he's joined by Ryan Young. This is Sean Gray with Together at Home. We're going to finish with two jigs for you. Um, the first is actually very new. It was written by a fiddle teacher of mine called Marie Fielding, and she called it Aoife's Jig. And then the last one is called The Skylark's Ascension. So, yes. So thank you very, very much for having us. Thank you. And um, we'll leave you with this.
brilliant that was sean gray and ryan young there with together at home to find out more information about sean please visit his website seangraymusic.com that's s-e-a-n-g-r-a-y music.com and now to finish up i'm joining conversation with camilla hellman president of the american scottish foundation as we reflect on the podcast and on some other news thanks so much for listening folks it's been wonderful until next time, take care. Jamie, that was a great show. I'm so glad that we've had a chance to hear from the fringe of all that's um, of all that's going on. Um, and today is the summer solstice. And so we also have a program through Sounds from Scotland, which you've just done, for Make with Make Music New York where we have over 12 musicians joining us to celebrate the solstice, is that right? Absolutely, it was a fantastic celebration and we had so many brilliant music performances, music videos and some lovely greetings as well from musicians that have worked with the ASF over the years as well as some who have performed in New York and some who feature on our Sounds from Scotland album and I loved your interview with James Burke, the executive director, <laughs> it was brilliant. Well, I'm very, very fond of Fake Music New York. I serve on the board um, with them. And this year, today, um, and yesterday, there are over a thousand musicians taking part in Make Music New York, which is all free community concerts and music, which in this time of, you know, coming through this pandemic is just wonderful. And so next year, I hope you're going to be up here in New York and we can um, be celebrating with the music, Scottish American musicians here and back in Scotland um, and really making a good tribute to Scotland. Oh, that would be incredible. It would be so good to get everyone together again. It would be wonderful. I've missed it so much, but it was a great celebration and great to be part of Make Music New York. Well, it's 13 years and they've been, it's just going from strength to strength. But then today, in the same 
um, vein of celebration, we were able to speak to the Edinburgh International Festival as well as the Edinburgh Fringe and to really hear what is the difference between the two. It was wonderful to um, properly understand that the Edinburgh International is a curated by invitation uh, performances and then the Fringe which grew at the same time simultaneously is people who want to go and perform and find a venue and do something, a great way of expressing themselves. And it will be a little bit different this year uh, because of everything. But when you've been reviewing everything, what to you is standing out? I mean, you're, you're, you've performed in Scotland, you're a musician with albums and everything else out and your community must be talking about it. What, what are you hearing on the ground? Oh, well, I just know that performers are so excited by the prospect of being able to return to the Fringe Festival because it's such an amazing platform for new talent, whether that's in music, comedy, dance, or even street performers. So to lose out on that last year, it was a big loss for us all. But the, the community is so excited, and I'm personally very excited about the, the programme uh, for the Edinburgh International Festival as well. It's just world class. Uh, Nicola Benedetti is one of my favourites, and I know yours as well. Yes. And um, coming back to where we are right now as well, because that's August, so that's looking forward, and we'll be reporting on more as we hear more. But this upcoming weekend, we're really excited to be a part of the Round Hill Island Games, which will be taking place in Lime Rock, Connecticut. Um, so many are cancelled or delayed or uh, just really will not yet be happening till next year. So we're really looking forward to seeing people and being able. So if you're in Connecticut and you're coming across the Lime Rock, which is a great uh, racetrack up there, um, we're going to have a tent and we'd love to say hello. So, and we'll report more on that in a couple of weeks. That'll be great. I'm sure it'll be an excellent experience at Round Hill. It's a fantastic games and I know that um, our colleague Ken's very much looking forward to it as well. Well, Ken Donnelly, our chairman, um, is leading a kilted bike uh, circling of the stadium. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but they've done it for a few years and I think they do it in aid of autism and the charity up there. So that'd be great as well. So um, catch up with you in a little while and to everybody, stay safe, stay well and thank you for listening. Thank you so much. A pleasure to see you, Camilla. Thank you. Thank you. by the day Wishing that the winter will come soon Like the tree she throws A shadow on the hill A glimpse of her